Hello, and welcome to In All Things, a podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, a global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the EPC. Our prayer is that God uses Dean and his guests to both inform and inspire you about how God is working in and through the EPC. The motto of our family of churches is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's this week's guest host, Brad Strait. This is Pastor Brad Strait of the National Leadership Team of the EPC, wishing you a, a happy new year and hoping that you had a great Christmas Eve and a Christmas day with your family. I hope that God has been at work in your church. I want to challenge us all a little bit with a thought called a microclimate. A microclimate. A microclimate is a uh, localized space where weather is significantly different from the surrounding area. Uh, for instance, in Vancouver, BC, near many of the great powder ski areas of Canada, Vancouver almost never gets any snow. The snow is measured by feet just a few miles away, but because of the warm winds off the Pacific Ocean, the coast where Vancouver is, is warmed and it almost never snows. Another example of a microclimate is in Buena Vista, Colorado, where there is a place on the Arkansas River where you can swim in warmth just inches from the freezing winter waters. In the wintertime, the river is about 36 degrees, cold enough for someone to lose muscle control in just over a minute. But hot springs bubbling through the bank add heat to a small section of the river, and the water steams and pools with warmth. It is a microclimate. Everything else is cold, but right there it is warm. Psalm 46 speaks of a microclimate too. It's a spiritual microclimate, and that is my challenge to us for this new year, learning to develop a spiritual microclimate. The theme of Psalm 46 is restated three times in verse 1 and 7 and 11. Verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Verse 7 says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 11 says, as the concluding verse, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's this reminder to the people of Israel that when crazy things happen, like uh, calamities or struggle or pressures, that somehow we can still hang on to a place where God is in us and where we recognize that we have a, a peace. Uh, counseling calls that a non-anxious presence. I call it a spiritual microclimb. So the psalm goes like this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. The psalmist is writing of a geological calamity beyond imagination. The mountains fall into the heart of the sea. That's especially powerful if you're Jewish, for the mountains are the places of strength and hope, and the sea is the place of chaos. In fact, in the early Paleo-Hebrew, the word for sea is the same word as chaos. And so, so now that which is secure, the mountains, 
fall into that which is out of control, the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. It's an amazing picture of everything going wrong, of things that you can't imagine falling apart. And yet in the midst of that moment, the Word of God tells us at verse 4, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. The psalmist believes that somewhere on the inside of all of the craziness that's going on is a place of peace, a holy place where the Most High dwells. As Christians, we believe that is inside us. We are the place where the Spirit of God dwells. And so, so the psalmist is promising a river flowing that is calm and peaceful because God lives there. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. I think there's two things that I pull from this verse. The first is that there's this fear sometimes in the middle of the night that we're about to fall. And the verse does not promise that there aren't those moments of struggle or pain or agony or anxiety. But the promise is God will help her at break of day, at the right time, at the right place, God will be there. Then the psalmist moves from geological calamity to geopolitical calamity. For six, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice, the earth melts. And yet he reminds them, the Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. No matter what happens in the kingdoms and the worlds, what God is saying is there is a reminder that inside of us there should be a spiritual microclimate, a place where God is with us, where we have a little fortress. doesn't matter that kingdoms fall. doesn't matter that nations are in uproar. What matters is that God is our fortress. The Lord is with us. In verse 8, it says something kind of interesting. It says, come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. We think of desolations as uh, wasting away, maybe punishment or vengeance from the Lord, but that's not what the psalm is talking about. Desolations here mean emptiness. Come and see what the Lord has done, the emptiness he has brought on the earth. Listen to the emptiness. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. What God does is he brings peace in the midst of calamity. He destroys those things which mankind uses to beat and destroy each other. It is God who makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth everywhere. He is the one who breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. It's this sense that God is within her. She will not fall at break of day, that, that God is going to take care of the struggles and the issues that we face. That famous verse we find now in verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. It's a challenge to us in the midst of a brand new year to find a place of stillness. But what better time to start a new practice, to say every morning I'm going to start and I'm going to try to find this spiritual microclimate where no matter what's going on, I'm at peace. 
I'm a non-anxious presence. I'm able to hold things together. And I think when we do that as leaders, guess what? Our people, God's people, sense that, and they begin to calm as well. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's our reminder this new year to hang on tight to those things which are unshakable, unmovable, eternal, the very presence of God within us. On August 24th in the year 410, the unthinkable happened. Under the leadership of King Alric the Goths and the Visigoths sacked Rome. Although by historical standards it was a fairly restrained sacking, there was nothing restrained about the response to the news that the eternal city, the centerpiece of the Roman Empire, had been pillaged. Romans and pagans blamed the downfall of Rome and other calamities as well on Christianity. This prompted a reply by a North African bishop that shaped the course of Western civilization. That bishop was, of course, Augustine of Hippo. And his reply was the classic apologetic book entitled The City of God. Drawing on Psalm 46 in the book, Augustine reminds people of faith that God is with them and that they can find an inner peace that is more essential than anything else. He writes this, Be still, clear your minds of their dissipation and noise. Do not argue with God as though to take up arms against him. Be still, because you no longer have anything to fight with. If you are still and empty within yourselves, you who formerly presumed on yourselves may entreat me, the Lord, for all you need. Be still, and you will see that I am God. As you enter this year of 2023, I hope it is a wonderful, spectacular year, but who knows what kind of craziness is ahead of us. We've been through a lot, and honestly, I feel like coming out of the pandemic is harder than it was even going in. But just know that there is a spiritual microclimate available inside each of us. And the better we are at finding that place, the better we will deal with a world where the mountains fall into the sea. God bless you. Hope you have a very, very great new year. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of Dean and the entire team, we hope you will join us for our next episode of In All Things. For more information about the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.